My name is Cecilia Brown, Esquire. Up Close and Cultural is where black and brown professionals give you the keys and insight to leverage your power against systemic discrimination. Cultivating our culture through knowledge that has been historically weaponized against us. My hope is to increase your quality of life. If knowledge is power, then power to the people. Thank you for watching Up Close and Cultural. I am your host, Cece Brown. I'm a licensed attorney in the states of Missouri and Kansas, and I know how systemic racism has traumatized the black and brown lived experience in America. And I'm not just talking about reckless Karens in overpriced hotels and convenience stores. I'm talking about the infringement of your legal, medical, economic, educational, and political rights. And while we are no longer being held as legal property, we still aren't being valued until after our name becomes a hashtag. Like you, I'm tired of waiting on America to change its systems. It just ain't gonna happen, boo. Not having the same reactions to the same injustice is the goal. At this point, we can flip the game ourselves. They say our people suffer from a lack of knowledge. I just don't agree with that. The information is out there. What we suffer from is a lack of resources to readily access and comprehend that knowledge. Like the good brother Kwame Ture says, Racism is not an issue of attitude, it's an issue of power. We must develop an undying love as is personified in brother Huey P. Newton. Undying love for our people, undying love. So say less. Now more than ever, we are able to see how the police can practice restraint with armed white people mounting an insurrection on this nation's capital as compared to black and brown people peacefully sleeping in their home. In this segment, we are going to analyze the police killings of Breonna Taylor and Philando Castile in context to your Fourth Amendment rights. In December 2020, the New York Times released an article and visual investigation as to how exactly the police killed Breonna Taylor. It's a well-known fact that the police did not wear body cameras that night, or they did wear them and they turned them off. Either way, through testimony, forensics, and evidence, the New York Times was able to recreate exactly how the night went down. And it was a compromised knock and announce warrant, to say the least. Police had a knock and announce warrant to raid Brianna's home. And while most people are concerned that they didn't announce themselves, we are completely overlooking the fact that they did not have a valid warrant to begin with. Your Fourth Amendment right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure unless a warrant is issued upon probable cause really just means the police can't run up in your spot whenever they feel like it. A warrant is only valid if it articulates the facts and the basis that give probable cause to believe that criminal activity is occurring. The issue in Breonna Taylor's case is that there were no facts that actually led to probable cause to believe that any criminal activity was occurring. The warrant said that drugs had been delivered to Brianna's residence and that they were verified by the U.S. Postal Service. However, that wasn't true. Not only did the U.S. Postal Service represent that they did not verify those facts, but that they didn't speak to the police at all. This was not a valid warrant. If you find yourself in a situation where the police are trying to search your person or your home, you need to remember three things. First, ask the police to read the warrant aloud. This way, they are responsible for knowing the content of the warrant and you are able to correct any erroneous information within. Second, no search warrant, no consent. 
you never have to consent to a search warrant. The police have been known to use very terrible tactics, including threatening to take your children away, threatening to take you to prison, or worse. If you find yourself in a situation where the police are threatening you in order to get your consent, you need to say, my consent is not given voluntarily, I feel threatened. Nine times out of 10, you're in a state where they have to wear body cams and that will be recorded. Again, laying the foundation to get yourself out of a conviction. And third, do not create an exigent circumstance. Do not wield a weapon. Do not try to hide any evidence. And for God's sake, do not flee the police. Just don't consent. But when you create an exigent circumstance, you give them all the reign to do what they want. The police also commit illegal searches and justify killing black and brown bodies during traffic stops under one pretext, fear of their safety. Even though they have the gun, the baton, the Teflon, and let's not forget that taser. This standard was created in a 1968 case called Terry v. Ohio. Here, Mr. Terry and two other people were standing outside and two plainclothes police officers stopped and frisked them. Why, you ask? Because they looked suspicious. The police officers thought they were casing a job. Mr. Terry was found to have a weapon on his person and was convicted of carrying a concealed weapon and three years imprisonment. When the Supreme Court created this precedent, that a police officer can frisk you and stop you because you look suspicious, they expanded it to traffic stops. You know, where black and brown people are eight times more likely to be pulled over than white people, that part. But the gag is, the police have to be able to articulate facts to justify you being frisked during a traffic stop. Now, I don't advise that you use controlled or illegal substances, but if you do partake, they do not need to be in the front seat with you. There are a couple things that you can do to protect yourself from being frisked during a traffic stop. Rule number one, put your possessions in your trunk. The police can only frisk areas that you can reach. If you have a lockbox, a glove compartment that's locked, or in the trunk, they can't get to those places. What Jay-Z say? Rule number two, the police cannot frisk an item that can't hold a weapon. So whatever you have, put it in a pill bottle. But I'd go with rule number one, put it in the locked trunk. Some courts have found that a cigarette package can hold a weapon, so don't try your luck. And rule number three, under no circumstances should you be traveling with anything in a clear container or baggie. We can see your drugs, the police can too. That's called the plain view doctrine and that evidence will not be suppressed. And that's the same deal with smell. If you smell like a pound of marijuana, you're going that way. Next, the police can ask you to step out of your car for any reason during a traffic stop. You're already detained, don't fight it. We go wrong thinking that they can't ask us to step out of the car. If you don't step out of the car, they can label you as argumentative, uncooperative, and hindering a police investigation, which justifies a frisk. Don't put yourself in that situation. And I know complying with the police feels like an unfair power dynamic. That's because it is, but I'm trying to get you home. We can flex later in court. And finally, do not reach for anything. I know it's so natural for us to reach for our purse, our wallet, and our insurance, but these are what are called furtive movements. If the police want you to retrieve something for them, make them ask. And after they're done asking, repeat what they've asked you and tell them, this is what I'm doing. Nine times out of 10, it's being recorded from their squad car or from their body camera. That way, they have no justification to assume that you are reaching for a weapon. But most importantly, 
You have to gauge the situation for yourself. Philando Castile was murdered in broad daylight after telling the police officer that he had a weapon on him. The police officer automatically assumed that Philando was trying to hurt him. So you have to gauge the situation. If you don't want to tell the police that you have a gun on you, you do not have to. Make sure that you're protecting yourself at all times. If this segment has helped you out at all, tell a friend to tell a friend, and we hope to see you in our next segment. Until then, check us out on our social media platforms, join us for live discussions in Clubhouse, and replay the podcast. If knowledge is power, then power to the people.